we're not on YouTube. The hell? Hello everyone, welcome to the Geek Matrix, Hello, as I just everyone. said. Welcome to the Geek Matrix, as I just said. Well, wow, that's a trip. Echo. <laughs> it's not even so much that, that it was coming out of your audio, it was coming out of your audio and then hearing it again and coming out of it a second time. Which That's was weird. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the Geek Matrix DC Comics Review Show. Number 172, if I recall correctly. I hope I'm not misremembering. Uh, no, I think that's it. Yeah, 172, yeah. Right on. This is Rob here, as always, every week to give you the scoop on this week's books. And with me, as always, is Josh. Howdy ho, neighbors. That wasn't creepy at all. Um, okay, Towelie. <laughs> Don't forget to take your towel. No, it wasn't Towelie. It was Mr. Hankey that said that. Yeah, one. yeah, that was Mitch. Yeah, that yeah. was Mr. Hankey. Um, check this out, man. Point... What? Tis the season, after all. It, it It's getting there, I do yeah. believe. I'm sure there will be a special. Um, so check this out. Poison Ivy once told Harley Quinn that people who sell meat are disgusting. But Harley responded that people who sell fruits and vegetables are grosser. You know, people who sell meat are also grosser. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't work for the joke, though. <laughs> I don't care. I will add logic to your humor. It makes me feel better. It ruins me. Uh, All right. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's been a yeah. week. How you yeah. been? I've been sick the whole time, and I'm Shit. sick now, and Lovely. sick. Sick. <laughs> Dude. Just yeah, sick. That, that does <laughs> suck. Uh, I I think I I brought it up last week because I didn't open it and I think I started opening it throughout the show. My uh, unfortunately, Green Lantern Sinestro. Oh yeah, I've, I've had it on my desk for a week now, and I'm still not happy. Ah, <laughs> uh, God, I really wanted the yellow one. Oh I yeah, find it in a store somewhere. I hope you do. Excuse me. I don't have any complaints about my figurines right now. No, which is good. No, really good. You should. Using that ticky stuff, this this stuff that your teachers in elementary school used to use to hang stuff on the wall with. Um, I have had my death metal Superman perched up on one leg with his knee way up high in the air, ready to take a swing at Dark Father for. Two weeks now, and he oh, hasn't yeah. budged. He hasn't budged even the tiniest bit. You just put a little bit of that tacky underneath the base, and man, he's been sitting there like butter. 
I love it. Oh man, I'm gonna do a lot of coughing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I get it. That was me last week. Which again, sorry folks for the uh noise. The the brutal noise. Oh boy. Uh yeah. Oh, it's going to be a rough one. If anybody out there has been um, has been uh, listening to the video or watching the video game podcast, I've been hacking plenty of plenty plenty enough. Um, I have this really really sophisticated talent of hitting the mute button right after I finish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we never hear it, so. Well, that you, well, the people definitely did yesterday or, or this week. I'll tell you yeah. that much. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Well, in <clears throat> excuse me, in the world of geekdom, I, I can't say there's much comic book news, but there's definitely some news that has happened this week. Um, and shit, I know I'm forgetting one, but. Primarily, uh, Nintendo was officially announced, and it's been heavily rumored for a few years, uh, that a live-action Legend of Zelda movie is in development, which I think is exciting. I'm all for it. (laughs) I'm ready for it. Excuse me. The one downside is it's being co-produced by Avi Arad. Oh, no. and, And produced by his production company. So... Like he's had he's had some bangers in the past, but he's also ruined a lot of franchises in my opinion. I <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, when he's given Kurt Blotch to do stuff, but I mean the one thing that gives me the 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 one thing that gives me hope about a Nintendo movie in this day and age is that it's a Nintendo movie. Yeah. Um. So uh, Nintendo's not gonna put out a piece of shit and and spend that kind of money to maybe flop. No. They know that the movies that they put out have got to be like right there. Even the staunchest critics of Mario of the Mario movie um ended up liking it. Yeah. It'll be the same for this for this. I, I definitely hope so. The the downside, which is potentially a downside, but still a downside is the fact that it is live action. Uh, quite honestly, I don't think an animated Zelda feature would work, uh, much like the Mario animated feature works. <clears throat> uh, but with live action, like there's so many things that could go wrong in live action. That's the thing. And I am reminded of the one live action American Dragon Ball movie we got, and how that ended up. And yeah, I, I I could see it going the same way. Um, which I really hope it doesn't, but I could definitely see it going the same way. Uh. Also, it's being that's co- gross. Co-funded and distributed by Sony Pictures. What? Yeah, which which is a bit of a twist, but I guess that's where they can get their funding. And Sony films haven't been on the greatest track record recently either. So, you know, if they're if they're co-funding it, they're going to say like, "Trust us a bit. We have the movie business, and if we're putting money into it, we got to listen to some of our ideas." And I don't like how that's going to go. <laughs> you know? I just, I don't see Nintendo giving up that kind of oversight. Not not they, now. It's not that they would necessarily have a choice, though. Like, Sony in the past 
has been known to try to just do it their way. Uh, <clears throat> they they seem to be working well with Marvel Studios right now with all the Spider-Man stuff. But like the solo Spider-Man movies they're putting out, <clears throat> the Spider-Man universe, if you will, what they're calling it, it's that stuff sucks <laughs> compared mm-hmm. to the MCU Spider-Man stuff, which is pretty damn good. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not, I'm not gonna try and dispute that. I mean, that's a whole other ball of wax. But when it comes, to, I mean, I think with Sony putting it out, Sony's just putting it out. Sony sees yeah. an opportunity to make a movie that's gonna make a shit ton of cash. I mean, it's guaranteed that it's gonna make a shit ton of cash. It's a Nintendo movie. Yeah, it's the other one that isn't Mario. You know what I mean? Yeah. Zelda and Link are, you know, I would say Nintendo's second biggest stars. Oh, easily, yeah. They're not going to have I mean, any I... problem drawing anything in. I just don't, I, I just cannot see Nintendo saying, here, go ahead and have at it. I see no. Nintendo saying, we get last word on everything. Yeah, like hopefully they were able to negotiate that kind of contract with Sony in terms of the funding. And the distribution, I just I could definitely see Sony saying like you you're not being able you're not going to be able to do this without us. So if you're gonna do it, uh, you gotta like have us help. But I I just I I definitely agree with you that Nintendo's gonna fight back on that. I just fear that if they do fight back too hard, Sony's just gonna pull their plug. But we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I don't know why they didn't just go through Universal Pictures again, but I suppose it, they they don't want to have it all in one, all under one. Yeah. Company. I get that. Or Universal just didn't see the value in it. I don't know. That's impossible. The amount of cash they just made off of Mario. Sony probably just put in a higher bid, and I bet you that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just looking. For other news right now, I know there was more. I just can't fucking find it. <laughs> I just can't fucking find it anymore. Oh, uh, right, something that came across my desk today. Actually, but the two other things I have came across my desk today. Uh, apparently, uh, David Zaslav had the Q3 earnings call for WB recently, and he did mention in terms of, um the gaming side uh they want to focus more on the live service gaming going forward uh and from how he describes it as he continues with his his little blurb about it it is heavily um profit based choices there <laughs> like yes nothing to do with games for the gamers it is this is uh, an avenue to get us money and nothing else is definitely how he's making it sound. So I'm I'm not too happy about that because I would love to give money to a good game, but when it comes to like games as a service and and freemium games, which is pretty much how like what he's describing is going to be the future of WB games. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just I I don't want to do that. I'm not going to give my money to that because they're not games I enjoy. You're muted still, bud. I'm muted still, bud. Um, (laughs) 
Um, it's definitely a choice, that's for sure. Um, games as a service. That's, um, wow. Uh, the freemium shit drives me absolutely crazy. You can't seem to get away from that on any online game anymore. But, I mean, hey, to each their own if you're going to drop it for cosmetics. If it's pay to win, that's a bunch of BS. And, um, like, it should literally be strunk from from the internet. Yep. Um, but if it... it I'm, I, I can't help but wonder if this means that they're going to pr- be pursuing more games like DC Dual Force and 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 uh, mobile games um, rather than going after the the AAA games that they that they attempted just recently with Gotham Knights. Yeah, and that's like are they just like... going to avoid high end you know top tier gaming now or? It certainly sounds like it. Well, that's Which ridiculous. Ridiculous, yeah. I want, I want. Why can't we have more Arkham City games? You know, of that quality. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I mean, Wonder Rocksteady's still making a Wonder Woman game, so. We'll see. We'll see. See, and that's the thing is that that can't exactly be one hundred percent right. Um. So the the freemium shit, at the very least, has to extend into games like Suicide Squad versus the Justice League. Yeah, and well, that, that's got to be games as a service for sure. And and and, and um, Wonder Woman, I would imagine, would also probably have things you could buy, uh, skins oh, or, yeah, or whatnot. That would but, be up the, the same lines as the Arkham series, where they had like some paid DLC and skin packs you can buy right. which is fine because that's that's just bonus to the the whole game you're paying one price for the whole game and that's perfect that's what we want and then skin packs is that that's optional if you want to go play flying around as batman beyond or or uh uh like yellow lantern batman or or adam west batman by all means go for it right shell out those five bucks get that suit and go kick Zaz's face in as the fucking uh Zernar. George Clooney. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, speaking of, actually I forgot to mention that to you. Um Arkham Knight actually just got an update last week. What? Yeah, a new skin came out. Robert Pattinson Batman. Oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They went back and, and coded that skin and sent it out to the game. I mean, I guess. It actually looks pretty good. I still haven't watched the movie, but that skin looks pretty good. I'm not going to lie. In game, I mean. But cool. back on track, like with, <laughs> with Wonder Woman, like I could see it going the same way as, as the Arkham games. A singular, a focused game, single-player gameplay, um... And very similar combat, I'd imagine, with the free flow style, and then you have some alternate skins. the The reason what's giving me pause about saying that they're abandoning all of the AAA stuff is that previously, um, Gunn and Saffron had said that ov- overall, all of the games, um, uh, TVs and movies, they're all going to be interconnected. 
Yeah. So it, I I I have a hard time seeing how they could make interconnected games off of mobile and and CCG. Well, CCG is iffy. Like if you're talking about DC Dual Force, like that's that would have been in development for a while, so that's pre to all of that news about the games will be interconnected. It's probably just games going forward uh, once the DCU gets started um, will be interconnected, much like the comics. But, like, for example, like... Um, oh, my God. I had an example. I just forgot it. It was a lie. It was all a lie. I was, I was for some reason I'm thinking like the Injustice 2 mobile game is still active, it's still going strong, um, and they interact every time a movie comes out or some big thing in DC happens. Like it, it's connected to it in that way, uh, not necessarily story wise, uh, even though they do sometimes adapt no. the story into that game, but in mostly in character skins. But that would be the idea I think is going to happen when it comes to. Uh, the, the premium and games as a service model that might be going forward, they'll just be integrating the stories from these movies and series into the gameplay somehow. No, from the way that I had understood it, um, the way that I had understood it, uh, um, it's going to be like the games are going to be used to fill in holes in between movies and, and, and shows That's... and whatnot. I, I don't like that idea because they've they've tried that before and it doesn't work. Not necessarily Warner Brothers and DC, but like other other companies have tried that many times over. And <laughs> um, uh, it it just it doesn't work the same because you're you're forcing creators to work with each other to mesh a story that won't necessarily work like okay i'm gonna do this over here so you have to reference this i know the mcu did that but they did it in that self-contained linear story with the movies they didn't allow it to branch out into the various series that happened uh like with agents of shield and the netflix series none of those got referenced and even going forward with kingpin and daredevil in the mcu now it's not going to reference the netflix show whatsoever which i completely understand um and even with the the when the MCU got started, they were we were still getting movie licensed video games at the time. Iron Man and Captain America got their own uh, video games based on the movies. And Iron Man, I remember, uh, was said to it storyline wise was supposed to take place after the first movie before Iron Man two. But of course, Iron Man two just completely ignored anything that happened in the video game because how are they going to incorporate that? <laughs> Spider-Man games had the same problem when it came to the movies. Like, I've played so many movie games that says, this takes place between this movie and this movie. It's actually part of the story. And then, later down the line, the entire game gets retconned. It's, it just doesn't work. Well, they need to think more, much more of a bigger picture than that. Uh-huh. I, would, I would even go so far as to say maybe... Uh... A f- at least a five-year window, like comics do. <laughs> yeah. You know, have some sort of a fucking, I would say, 10-year plan at the very least about what you're going to do with the movies. But, I mean, if that's the plan, keeping the movies at the forefront, using t- 
TV shows to promote properties that you don't think could catch a you could could do well as a movie or or you know fill in characters etc. And then games that kind of interconnect those two universes and have little stories that are based off of things that had previously happened. Cool, but if you release just just for just simplicity's sake, Superman one, and then Superman two, and then you release Superman Unleashed, the video game, which goes in between one and two, and then in three you don't acknowledge anything that happened in there. It's you. It's got to be carefully crafted. I mean, if you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna put together a narrative, then you've got to make sure you follow it. So I get where your trepidation comes from. I just, I hope it's for naught. The the other issue I have with it, it's also forcing people into a medium that they potentially don't care about or don't have any interaction with. That I that's why I'm saying it's gotta be, it's got to be filling in holes. Yeah, and fuck console exclusives. Even that, like I, the perfect example right here, Star Wars Episode Nine, glaring plot hole for a lot of people that still talk about it. Uh, Palpatine just returned, <laughs> and everybody still talks about um, Poe Dameron's line. Somehow Palpatine returned, and they still like, oh, somehow. But if you were on Fortnite one day at like six p.m for five minutes in the movie theater area a little clip played <laughs> of the first order and it explained Sidious returning um, and that's only if you were there or knew it was happening uh, but most Star Wars fans either were not playing Fortnite didn't give a shit about Fortnite or didn't know it was happening <laughs> it was only Fortnite players knew it was happening and for the record, I didn't know it was happening. I was playing Fortnite at the time, and I was there. <laughs> I watched it. I couldn't even fucking tell you what happened. I've... Like, I, I don't remember. It was so minor. Um, but it was... Because dumb. comic books. It was dumb. <laughs> so dumb. And that's that's also filling in a hole in episode 9. Like I get where you're coming from too, Josh, and I, I, I do hope they can pull that together because it does sound like a good idea, but I could see so many things going wrong with it at the same time. Yeah, because for, I mean, for people like me who, you know, I mean, like I go all in on DC. Yeah. I watch movies, TV shows, and play the games. So yeah. it would be a really cool, enriching experience for, for me if I could get into that universe you know, we've got uh, the Superman movie and then the Alan Scott show and then a video game follow that. I mean, have all of that stuff just smoothing together like that. I, w I would gobble that up. It would be yeah. a fanboy's dream if you were into all three of those mediums. It really um, is the next step of like the CW verse and the MCU. Yeah. Those, those two concepts really went places and mm -hmm. changed the game for motion picture as a storytelling medium it really did so what you're putting down like it really is it's the next step of that evolution um i do hope they can pull it off though 
You and me it's both. Got to be so tricky because you could also alienate so many people doing this. Of just be like, well, I don't own this console, or I don't have five hundred dollars to shell out getting a new PlayStation and get the game. And no, well, I, I guess I'm just not going to know that part of the story. Well, that uh, would be stupid. And, and... That would just be a bad business decision <clears throat> it to would be, be console that's, exclusive. That's what? Well, not even just that. Like, there's some people that just they can't afford any console, right? Because it's next gen. Amen. Right. Or they don't know enough to build a, a PC that could run it on PC that that's if even 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 comes to PC. Shit. In There's... order to be able to dude in order to be able to play the next gen of PC games, and I'm talking about PC games going forward, your computer's gonna be three grand or more. Exactly. And at that point you may as well shell out just six hundred bucks for a new Xbox or PlayStation. Um but that's again if you have that kind of money. Like the economy yeah. everywhere kind of sucks right now. <laughs> yeah. Let's see the the thing about the PC is that if it's exclusive, you either get it immediately on the Xbox or you wait you got to wait a couple years and you'll eventually get it from Sony. Yeah. The 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 more you want it, the longer you will have to wait. Yeah. It's it's going to be such a an interesting if not also trepidatious time going forward for Warner Brothers and their storytelling avenues I uh, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting on that note um, one little uh, brief bit of news I have left gaming Steam had an announcement today not four or five hours ago yeah but what new steam deck oled what is announced Ooh, pretty. and not only is it announced it's coming next week shut the fuck up are you <laughs> serious november, at least what i see on ign right now is november 16th is the release date man yeah and it's how okay now, my big question, because I knew what I was thinking when my buddy told me about it. How much do you think it's going to be? A brand new Stream Deck with a brand new Steam Deck with, with an OLED screen. I don't know, man. Uh, 15? 1500? Yeah. Yeah, I said 2K right away. Like, like it's got to be two grand. Um, so there's two configuration model, two storage configuration models, the 512 gigabyte and the one terabyte. Mm -hmm. uh, the 512 gigabyte mm -hmm. will cost $549. What? And the one terabyte, $649. Those are in US prices. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> okay, man. Yeah, like even the it, it, even the prices of the the previous Steam decks, which I don't remember them being this cheap. I remember maybe they're just in Canadian dollars. I remember one being pretty close to a thousand. Um, I mean, the, I I've never been going after handhelds before, so I mean, I don't really know. Me personally, I want to be able to like play my computer game from in in the living room, even though my PC is in the bedroom. Yeah. So I, I need a Steam Deck is perfect for that. That's what I'm saying. I could yeah. hook that up to my TV. The other option that I've got is that Nvidia GeForce. No, uh, Nvidia Shield. That's what it's called. Right. 
Nvidia Shield's pretty good. Um, that's what I want. I want the Nvidia Shield. Uh, but but in response to the new model coming out and the insanely low price, in my opinion, uh, the LCD models, the original versions, will be will be getting a price drop. Uh, so the 512 gigabyte model, which was previously 649, uh, 650, which is what the now new one terabyte OLED model is going to be costing, uh, it will now be 449. Oh wow! $200 price drop. Uh, 256 gigabyte model, previously 529, will now be 399, and the 64 gigabyte model, previously 399, will be 349. Uh, so a really good price drop and even more incentive to get that bigger size. Um, but quite honestly, if, if you have $450, like just wait a paycheck, get another hundred and get the OLED model. Like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yes, really good prices. And it might actually be time for me to get one. I hope so. <clears throat> right, because then all you've got to do is you've, well... Actually, I'm not 100%. It inst- yeah. So you you could you could download and play all of your Steam games through that, huh? Yep. Right on. Play, play Steam on the go. Sweet. Or yeah. pl- just play like all kinds of PC games yeah. that we that we don't get to play together now. Exactly. Because- <laughs> we, we will be able to going forward, whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Because like there's two problems with me playing computer games with you, is one will it run, and two will I have access to my computer? Because Ange works here on the weekdays. But now that solves two problems in one. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think that's a good time to do it. But we'll see. We'll oh see. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just I'm in awe of the price for the OLED model. I do awesome. wish I could I, grab one, that's for sure. I, I know, and just for the record, there's probably people listening right now screaming, OLED! OLED! And like, I don't give a shit. I work at a hardware store, I sell light bulbs, and we call it LED. It's hardwired into my brain to call right. it LED. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm not going to call it OLED, it's OLED. <laughs> like, I'm only calling it OLED if I can start calling the other ones LED. And that's just unsafe. It's <laughs> not healthy... You should not be holding a chunk of lead for eight hours a day. Especially not using it as a light bulb. That doesn't even make sense. No. OLED. That's how you burn your house down, potentially. And certainly don't paint your house with it either. That's that's right? a really bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless yeah. you're tr- un- unless you're going for snacks later. Oh, don't, don't, don't. Man, that just bummed me out, this whole fucking L.A. night thing. Oh, God, that's what I was going to bring up. Shit. Yeah. I... L.A. night lost the championship, the title the match. The title yeah. match. I mean, that was expected. <laughs> we, we, okay, so we all knew it was going to fucking happen, but, I mean, yeah. at the same time, it's like... It sucks. It sucks. It's, it's like, this shit, it... it it's, it's time for it to be over with. I mean, yeah. we're all sick of Roman fucking reigns. That doesn't mean well, they got to put away the bloodline shit. It doesn't mean you got to put away the bloodline shit. 
he's gonna be away from from WWE for the rest of the year. <laughs> that doesn't make anything good. That means that no. he holds on to that fucking title even longer. Yeah, it's just stupid. What a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Uh, honestly, though, when it comes to comes to Crown Jewel, I'll I'll give it to three matches that were in my opinion really fucking good and maybe stole the show like the roman rain the roman night match i'll admit was a good match like they, yeah they, i they, thought they it was did a really very good. good job hell yeah not making la night look weak and, and him actually putting in some effort but at the end i think was still fucking bullshit um but beyond that like um uh seth rollins and uh, Drew McIntyre. That was that show. was that was a damn good show. Maybe the best match of the night, and it was the opening match. Like <laughs> right, right. Um, and man, you want to talk about a title? I, I, whew, shit. I wish Drew would have won the belt just so that he had that as the clip to show when he says he won the Universal title or when he says he won the WWE title. Yeah. Um, because. Look, man. I mean, did you watch the Brock Lesnar fight the, when he when he won the Universal? No, I still have to go back and watch that. Well, it is one hundred percent one of the worst wrestling matches I've ever seen in my life. Really? Yeah, it's like the it goes like this. Okay, don't quote me, but it's not. I'm paraphrasing here. Okay, okay. but it's basically like this. F5. Uh -huh. Claymore. Right. F5, F5. Uh-huh. Claymore. Right. F5, 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 F5. Claymore, Claymore. Drew wins. No suplex city? No suplex city. Wow. It was so fucking boring. And, I mean, you could tell that they were hurting. Either that or Drew McIntyre is, like, a really good actor. Because I believe every single one of his ouches. He, he is a really good seller. Um, well, that's a shame. I might still check it out just to see, but that is a shame. It was uh, a little difficult for me to track down and, and get the whole match, but it's really not long. Yeah. Fair I I actually just rewatched for like the twentieth time the twenty twenty Royal Rumble, which is still to this day my favorite Royal Rumble match. The twenty twenty Royal is Rumble. Fantastic! It is the the year that Edge came back. Ah. Uh, at the Royal Rumble, and it was who? right before Edge. Who's Edge? I'm not talking Adam Copeland. This is Ag Adam Adam Copeland. Oh. <laughs> right. He's Adam Copeland in AEW. I'm talking about WWE. He's Edge. <laughs> um, yeah, when he came back at, at the Royal Rumble, just before the pandemic hit, so it was like the last pay-per-view with a full crowd, like a full stadium. Uh, and then the next one, I think, was WrestleMania. Uh, I think I could be... There might have been one in between, but... Uh, Might have been, who knows? Point is, like that—that that is still my favorite WrestleMania because, uh, not uh, favorite Royal Rumble, not Mania, Royal Rumble, because you get, and even Michael Cole says it 
in the second half of the, the match. It's an hour-long match, as most Royal Rumbles are, but you're getting two Royal Rumbles in one match, basically. Because um, the first, Brock Lesnar comes out, yeah, at the time he's still the WWE Champion, and he inserts himself as number one. He announced as the champion he wanted to be the first uh, entry. Uh-huh. And he just mops the floor with everybody that comes out. <laughs> he, he kills like half the freaking roster until um, Drew McIntyre comes out and eliminates him with some help from Ricochet. But uh, Brock eliminated, I think, 13 people that night. Jesus. By himself in a row. <laughs> um, even one time, two in the same elimination. Um, and then after that, the ring started to pile up and you got a lot more superstars and then Edge came back and it was just a fantastic match. And that, that is, to this day, my favorite Royal Rumble. So it's a damn shame to see that Drew winning that led to such a disappointing match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Grass for Crown Drew, although there's that match, uh, there was Rhea Ripley's title match, title Ooh. defense. That five, Fatal Five Way was fantastic. It definitely was. Yeah. That, it was awesome. And you know what else? Her makeup was bitching. Oh, God. Yeah. It was had <laughs> She had some kind of like a punchline kind of thing going on there. I thought it looked wicked as hell. Yeah. But I think my favorite part was Shayna Baszler. Like, just after Michael Cole mentioned that she's a submission specialist, she gets three people in different <laughs> right? at the same, same time. Same fucking time. <laughs> and it's like, she's and they're all... Kellen one leg. She's got, like, Nia Jax in the other leg. She's got Rhea Ripley in her arms. And they're all... <laughs> I mean, they—they're all applied correctly. Yeah. Not—not not none of the half-ass shit, you know. You see wrestlers sometimes try to slide with. Yeah. The good ones don't. But um, it's like, uh. Really is the submission specialist. Shit, <laughs> yeah, it dude. Was so cool to watch. It was fantastic. Yep. And then Zoe Stark comes out and kicks her in the head releases everyone let's say i wish they would have done more with the whole basler versus don't get me wrong basler fucking gets on my nerves oh yeah like bad (laughs) but um she is by far the better fighter up against rousey yeah, and it would have been really cool to see had 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 seen them mm, uh, uh, fight a few times, but you know, make make a little bit more out of that whole fuck you, uh, fuck you Ronda storyline. Yeah, because would have given her a chance to shine instead of yeah. that fucked up half ass MMA style whatever it was that we got it it was a really weird match but i i i I don't remember hating it it don't it was like kind of mma but also kind of wrestling and it it was really weird yeah it was like the oatmeal of the night yeah 
But the oatmeal mm. was like still maple cinnamon flavor, so. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like strawberry it, cream. It, it was a little tasty. But it's, it's fucking what you right. want. it's it's oatmeal, but you'll still eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Uh, all I can say that is, mommy is always on top. Hell yeah. Um, and I. You're I thought for sure out. that. So I can't see your face, but I can feel your face just scrunching yeah, when I say yeah. that. <laughs> uh, I thought for sure that they were going to um, use this time to give it to uh, Rodriguez. Well, I really now, thought so. They're, they're pushing it towards Zoe Stark as the next um, competitor, the, the next contender, because she won the Battle Royale on Monday. Yeah, I saw that, um, which was a hell of a match, too. Yeah, which I need to go back and finish it, because that's when I was falling asleep, so I didn't get to see the whole match, but I woke up in time to see Zoe Stark eliminate the last person. So, <laughs> Yeah. And look, yeah. It was an interesting-looking match. Um, and, and finally, from Crown Jewel, Rey Mysterio versus Logan Paul. I'll give it up to the two of them. They they put on a, a, a damn near a clinic of a match. Um, um I, I know like I'm not happy that Logan won the title either, but I, I keep saying every time he's he's in the ring, like, damn if he isn't entertaining. Damn if he isn't actually good at this. <laughs> and and people like he actually got praised when he went backstage because there was a spot Ray had jumped off the rope and was going to botch it he was going to miss and nearly landed on his head and logan caught him and saved his ass so kudos to logan paul at the end of the day he won the u.s title i ain't happy about it but i'm not gonna say he doesn't deserve it at he doesn't deserve it being it takes more than being an in-ring athlete to be a wrestler See, End that story. makes no sense to me. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> please, not. Please explain that. <laughs> if if the only thing if the only thing that matters is in ring wrestling ability, then uh-huh. go get in the fucking Olympics. That's a different type of wrestling. That's Greco Roman they use. And it's not the same. He's not. That's not the, the. It's not the wrestling he's doing. No, the wrestling that his real. doing involves <laughs> the wrestling that his doing involves more than being able to, able to pull off incredible moves. But what? No, this is this is not real wrestling. <laughs> this is not real wrestling. What do you? No. What do you, What do you mean? Like Josh, it's it's not real. <laughs> Am I breaking the knees, buddy? Buddy, it's not real. Logan Paul, the, okay, <laughs> it's still to, real to me. Damn it! It's no, real I mean, to me. I damn like, it! I mean, like, like it's not this because it's it's choreographed, studied, and protected moves, and and they're done in a way to make it look like they're they're in combat, but they're not really. Well, I mean, uh, but but the wrestling in the they're Olympics still hurt. <laughs> Greco Roman. It's not the same wrestling. <laughs> it's not the same style of wrestling. No shit. Nobody's no. doing pile drivers in in the Olympics. But the point I'm trying to make is, it's more than just being an athlete. You have to have 
charisma and a personality. You have to have some kind of a fucking presence. You can't just be, yeah, I'm a douchebag, and I know everybody hates me, but uh, I'm rich, so... <laughs> but I mean, that's... that's what, what? It works for him. It doesn't work, though. I it mean... Works, it doesn't work for you, but it works for him. It's fucking... It's, it's gotten him. Don't even get me. Uh, yeah, it's gotten him... Millions and millions of dollars being a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's what we want. Uh, never mind. Like I don't want to support in the, in that in any day, way, shape, like, or form. He doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve also, to have that kind of a platform. It. He's he's a douchebag through and through. Yes, but it's all like it's it's a mutually beneficial relationship what they're doing here because There's, Logan Paul don't give still, a fuck. Still has million other directions that could have gone in millions of fans i'm trying to say on social media some some fucking how he has millions of fans on social media i don't understand why or how i don't like it i don't care for it but he does and it's those millions of fans are not coming to the wwe they're watching the clips of him in wwe on his fucking tiktok and youtube they're not watching Raw. They're not some, watching not, SmackDown to see might, that. When it could, I'm not going to say all of them are, but some of them will. Very, and, very and few. Not enough. Come for Logan Paul, and then they'll get enough, to take my other stuff if it's good enough. <laughs> not enough to give. Not enough to give him a belt. Not enough to justify three million dollars. Like end end of the day, I think the belt's not going to be on him very long. It's it's going to be a short stint, regardless. At least I hope so, because as much as I think he, he he can have the title, I don't want him to have it very long. Uh, he wrestles like four or five times a year, and only at pay-per-views, and he occasionally makes appearances on shows to hype up an upcoming pay-per-view. And if that's what he... that And at that point, realistically, he might be doing more than Roman in a year. So... <laughs> uh, but I don't want him to have the title very long. I can see, like... Uh, what the hell's it called? Uh, fucking well, war games. What the hell's it called? Survivor Series. Survivor title Series. Title is going to be on the line of Survivor Series. What title? U.S. title. Okay. And he's going to lose it at Survivor Series, and I hope it's to. Um, do you know how far away Survivor Series is? Like two weeks. Yeah. Do you know how long that is? 14 days <laughs> it, it's too long uh, yeah but they're they, they're not gonna they're gonna leave it for a major event they're gonna hype it up they can't just like this Friday have someone just come out I want a title match like no and who the hell what the hell's his name oh my god in the LWO Santos 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 Escobar uh, he, he's gotta drop it to Santos that would be cool. Yeah. Ray had his time to shine one more time. Santos came out to help Ray and then foolishly left the brass knuckles on the fucking ring apron uh, as he chased the guy out of the ring, out of the arena. And, and then it's it's up to him to uh, get the title back. Fair enough. I hope. I hope. Yeah. Um, but that's that. And this is this. This is this. 
is this the is Survivor Kelly's. Series. Uh, I'm excited about that. Josh hates the idea. Because <laughs> not only do you hate Gunther, you also hate the Miz. Yeah. Because like, you you missed all of the Miz's great moments during like you were not watching while the Miz was coming up, and anybody that was watching WWE during that tenure, during the Miz's time as a wrestler, fell in love with the guy. Well, I can he tell you, paid so many fucking dues. Okay, I just missed it, and he's annoying as shit now. He he's always been annoying as shit, and there was a time where like people fucking hated his guts because he was that good of a heel. But then he won titles, and then he won more titles. He was a Grand Slam champion, and he became more entertaining. And he faced so many fucking concussions, like. <laughs> I'm sure if you if you've seen some of the videos, I don't know if you, how deep you go into like the backstage stuff of WWE, but there was I don't remember what show it was, but there was a match he had with John Cena, and there was a one point John Cena called an audible, kind of fucked up, and tackled Miz over a barricade on the concrete floor, and then Miz smacked his head off the floor really hard. You could see his head bounce off the fucking concrete. And after that, he was just out of it for the whole match. And Cena had to carry him through the fucking match because he had no clue where he was. And I think he ended up winning because he was supposed to go over that night. And then there's video of him backstage with the Dodgers looking at him. He's just like, he's just, he's gone. And fucking kudos to him for going through that. Like, there's only a handful of people I know of, and there's probably a lot more that have done it gone through a match with a concussion where you you don't even know who you are at the time let alone what you're supposed to be doing and you fucking go through it and he did it and he's happy about it like kudos to him kudos I suppose we should talk about the heroes yeah I did talk about my hero (laughs) The the Miz is your hero He's my hero. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, oh yeah. boy, indeed. <laughs> All right. That's a low uh, bar there, buddy. Uh, hey, just, I, I'm gonna send you some choice matches from the Mrs. History. You might enjoy them. It's not gonna make him any less annoying. Oh no! Like I said, he's still annoying, but you have to appreciate what he's done, what he's accomplished, and and his character like you can you can hate a guy but you can still appreciate the guy that's that's where i'm at like he's still annoying but i love it every time his music plays uh all right you want to kick us off with honorable mentions i sure can um not very many this week nine altogether um we got icon versus hardware number five Fire and Ice Welcome to Smallville number three and Superman seventy eight, the middle curtain number one. All of them got eight. Hell yeah. Even Fire and Ice, eh? Even Fire and Ice. Did you get a chance to read it? No, I have not had a chance to read that yet. It was it was a fun one. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. I, I recommend anybody that's yeah, I'll get into it. I'll get into it in the bonus show. So y'all gotta Y'all got to dip into our Discord, two ninety nine a month, and uh, get a chance to listen to that. Right on. You heard that right, folks. Hop in. 
All right. Uh, so our first book for the week is going to be Shazam number five. Brought to us yeah. by Rob. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. No. Uh, it was actually brought to us by uh, Master Storytellers, in my opinion. Mark Wade and Dan Mora writing and art, respectively, uh, with Alejandro Sanchez on colors and letter from Corpus Harry, and Dan Mora providing the gorgeous cover. And actually, a really cool cover this time. A very classic looking Billy Batson. Yeah, the cover's pretty so, good, man. I think so, yeah. Uh, all right, so picking up it's where Dan we Dan Mora, though. I mean, issue, yeah, it's Dan Mora. What can you can't go wrong? <laughs> uh, so picking up where we left off in issue four, Billy is out in space, slowly dying, uh, freezing to death. Um, and as he begins to just lose consciousness, he is uh, caught by none other than Mary Marvel, who has made her way to the moon. Uh, and thinking Billy will be okay now that he is back in some kind of warm atmosphere. Uh, she begins talking to because I mean, okay. <laughs> um, also, also, there's like a bunch of villains right in front of her, so she kind of can't just ignore him for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, so she starts talking to Queen Bee and saying it's time for the Captain and Mary Marvel to step up and save the day. Uh, but then she realizes Billy is not responding to any of her quips. Looks over, he's still unconscious. Um, and as she's still deflecting lasers and bullets, says the only thing she can do now uh, is call upon the power of Shazam. Uh, and she asks the goddesses that give her her own power to stand down uh, and calls out for Zeus uh, to send down a lightning bolt. Uh, she does. She ducks out the way. The lightning bolt hits Billy and he becomes the captain once again. Uh, but now the gods have switched hands again. Zeus has standing down since his tenure as Billy and the captain no longer matter. Uh, or at least it didn't work out in his favor. Too arrogant. Uh, so now it's, <clears throat> excuse me, Mercury's time uh, to take control of the captain's body and using his own speed just makes quick work of the ape mercenaries as mary is just watching billy go crazy um and he gets a little arrogant as well uh downright childish at some point um mary's a bit confused by it all gargwax shows up uh yet again uh after being brought back to normal size by queen bee um who was promised the <coughs> excuse me no just freaking Stop oh, doing my, it. My my throat is still not one hundred percent. I feel you. It's fucking stupid. Um, yeah. After um, brings uh, so Queen Bee brings Gargwax back to normal size with the promise of getting the warp drive. As Gargwax is the only one that knows where it is, but he betrays her and asks his robot minions to take her to pr the the jails on the moon because that's a fucking thing. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, so then the captain uh, grabs Gargwax and gets a little too much in his face uh, and uh, kind of bluffs, saying he's used his x-ray vision so he knows exactly where the warp drive is, so just hand it over. Uh, so Gargwax opens his mouth really fucking wide and barfs out the warp drive. Apparently it was within him, uh, to which both the captain and Mary are really grossed out and surprised it was in his fucking stomach. Uh, to which Gargrax is surprised that they didn't know that. Um, 
because he, you know, the captain said he had X-ray vision, but then says, "Dummy, yeah, I don't have X-ray vision." Um, you fell for it. But then Queen Bee comes out yet again. She broke out of jail, and more fights ensue. Uh, and then Billy gets a little well, not the bill, not Billy. The captain gets really pissed off. Controlled by Mercury, uh, calls himself a god. How dare you threaten a god, you arrogant sow, and backhands her. Um, and that that's not okay. But again, gods, they're dicks. Um, oh, Billy. Oh, Billy. Oh, uh, So Billy. then the eight mercenaries see the warp drive just sitting around, and they begin to take off. Mary takes care of Queen Bee. He realizes the warp drive is missing. The pair uh, head off after it, but the warp drive accidentally gets activated as one of the apes trip and sends the moon spinning at a very hyper speed. Uh, Mary, or sorry, the captain does what he can to slow it down. Uh, while Mary goes to save the apes, uh, and then Mary is left to deal with the debris from the moon, as all the captain can do is try and push the moon to a slowing stop, um, using his own body and hands as a bit of a brake mechanism, <laughs> since the um, the warp drive got a little damaged and cannot reverse the polarity. Uh, he does stop the moon spinning, and Mary takes care of all the debris that potentially heads to Earth. Um, and then they, they save the day uh, and head back home as Billy knows where he has to go next uh, as Mary kind of filled him in said like you sound like a god maybe the gods are controlling you she kind of clues in on what's going on you mentioned yourself a god how is that possible apart from like the, the, the crazy actions you've been having feel a lot like the six gods that give you their abilities uh, so he heads to the rock of eternity and confronts the six gods um, Mercury in particular goes up against him uh, and says look you're going to stay out of my mind leave me to be the hero I need to be uh, or I just quit and Mercury gets in his face and says look you can do that but are you really going to do that to your family because uh, you'd, you'd be depriving them of power too he says if, if <clears throat> Billy is reluctantly uh, saying about that and if they wouldn't want it that way so no more captain then uh and then freddy shows up uh comes up behind him and somewhat betrays billy says if it shouldn't be up to him if billy won't take the shazam power i will and that's dun, dun, dun. where the issue ends yeah you gotta be shitting me <laughs> yeah so what's the deal freddy yeah fucking freddy Fucking uh, Freddy. That's going to be interesting. Um, forgot to mention the the other kids are also on the Rock of Eternity with the dinosaur lawyer. Uh, yeah. Still fucking weird. Uh, they they were trying to look for a way to help Billy, but Freddy was there to have uh, for for other means, I guess. He's gonna make damn sure that they finish that paperwork. Yep. <laughs> um. Art, fantastic. Story, quite interesting. Uh, there was a nod from Gargwax about the Doom Patrol. I like that. Yeah, uh, for sure. That, that was really funny. Um, not much else I can really say about the issue. It, it's really cool, really interesting, really fun. It's, it's got that classic zany feel to it at times, but still uh, gets the job 
done and tells an interesting story. And again, as we said many times over and many times today and probably will going forward, Dan Mora is fucking amazing. So even if you're not in love with the story, you'll definitely be enamored just looking at it because it's so good to look at. Uh, 8.75 out of 10. Um. All right. Well, I mean, it's it's pretty vanilla for me. Um, yeah. the art's great as always. Uh, but Mary shaves the Zam. They sh- they save everything. Captain figures it all out, uh, and Freddy really wants his powers back. I mean, it was a page turner for me in the way that I indeed did turn pages while reading. it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't horrifying it wasn't exceptional um 7 out of 10 fair enough at least it didn't leave a bad taste in your mouth no it started uh I mean it it took us toward an end of this crap at least uh (laughs) of the gods taking turns playing with him. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we are getting that resolved and moving on and all is well. Um, this issue says that anyway. We'll see what happens next one. Yeah. Uh, but, it's definitely definitely going to be some interesting stuff for the family, I think, next issue. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll see where that goes. Excuse me. All right. Next up, we have the birds. Caca! Caca! written by kelly thompson art inside and out by leonardo romero with colors from jordi belair and lettering from clayton cowles um harley's crazy idea of calling in king shark and having everybody hide in the bellies of meg of megalodons to sneak into themiscara actually works um, on the beach, they go over the plan, and Xana makes a deal with the island. She can't kill or be killed while she is here. She can run someone through with a sword, but they won't die. Um, she did that by rubbing sand on her forearm and allowing a worm to crawl inside where she rubbed it. Gross. Uh, the team split up, searching for sin. Uh, Black- hell of a thing. Right? <laughs> Black Canary and Harley, Harley are the ones that find her just as an alarm goes off of, uh, you know, of course um, when that happens Dinah immediately calls Oliver so that he can create a distraction for Diana he tries but he doesn't do much well I mean he actually turns her into a whole swarm of pink butterflies just as she realizes it's to slow her response to Themyscira's alert and like I said, it pretty much doesn't do anything because she's pretty much instantly there. Um, sees the birds. Uh, side note, she also calls them that, which I thought was a little weird. Um, but whatever. Anyway, she looks really pissed, and that's that. That's the book. Um, the art is, I believe I previously described it as like a modern classic. It's very... It's definitely very reminiscent of classic comics. The colors match it really well using this limited color palette, too. Uh, while this isn't my favorite art style, it's done really well for what it is. There's 
there's some faces I can't get behind, Most, mostly a few of Harley's, but I'm not that mad about it. The story so far, it's, I don't know, definitely action-packed. It has yeah. hard, it's got hard beats in every issue. Um, so that has me worrying that if the, the ending, even if that is also a hard beat, is going to feel mediocre. Um, this issue, though, I did enjoy, even though I did find some flaws in here. So, 7 out of 10 for Birds of Prey number 3. Weird to me that between your review of Birds of Prey and your review of Shazam, it's almost polar opposites, and yet you gave it the same score. <laughs> Dan, Dan Mora's art seven. Dan Mora's yeah. art is spectacular, Okay, and that helps out a whole lot. Fair. Plus, Wade did not overweight it, so that helped. Fair enough. Uh, as for Birds of Prey, definitely agree with the art. It is almost a very interesting stylistic choice, but I, I as it's very good. I like it, but as much as I like it, I also don't like it. Like it's it's kind of hand in hand. It's very balanced in a way. It's it's weird. I'm not in love with it, but I could definitely enjoy it. It um, it feels very much like um like like I hear you described as classic comics. I yeah, like that. yeah, like I don't know, like late late eighties, late eighties yeah. comics, or 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 a lot early of tones. Yeah, early yeah. early early nineties newspaper strips. Yeah, it definitely has that that artistic feel to it. Yeah, which is is nice. I don't know how well it works for this kind of book but uh, it, it works for now like <laughs> it's still good art it's still good art it's just weird it's weird. it's just not for um, me yeah it's not bad it's just it's a style that i i'm not that fond of yeah uh story i find it very very interesting i'm curious to see where it's going to go i think if i remember right the opening arc is a five issue story um if not six but i'm pretty sure it's five issues so we're about halfway there uh yeah. they found they found sin and mission accomplished now they have to get off the island but that is inconsequential to the mission um the only problem is the the uh, what what is barda's weapon called again or oh, boom the, stick. Yeah, the yeah the <laughs> boom tube, but there's this other thing. Um, what 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 the hell is it called? Cos- cosmic rod? No, that's Star Girl. I know. <laughs> uh, oh man, that's shit. gonna that's yeah, gonna bug that, the shit that thing, out of like, me. That's now. that's now missing, uh, which is the only way they can get Sin off the island. Uh, we can only hope that Diana maybe listens to reason, but that's probably not going to happen. Uh, we'll see what happens, though. I What I'm finding interesting right now is... Um, shit, who's the writer again? Uh, Stephanie Phillips? No, it's um, Kelly Thompson. Kelly Thompson. Uh, when when she announced the book, she did... When, when she announced the, the roster, anyway, she did say, like, as the story arcs progress, the roster may or may not change. And there will be some members leaving and other members joining. So I think, and this is just me spitballing here, um, Diana could be joining the team for a story arc in the next arc. 
Oh, now Europe wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Uh, it'd be very fucking cool. <laughs> I also like the the um, deep dive on Harley Quinn from uh, Dinah's perspective. Uh, yes. Just, just really well done and really well portrayed. And maybe it's it's just the the inner injustice fan in me but i want to see more interactions between oliver harley and dinah i think that that'd be a really cool setup uh i don't know how well that would work but it works for injustice so <laughs> why not uh apart from that i can't think there's anything else to say about the issue it was really well done i'm enjoying it 8.5 out of 10 and with that yeah you alright yeah yeah. it's looking fierce over there but no man that's what happens when you're sick yeah you know the other thing that I like actually never mind I'm gonna change that I'm gonna keep that for my favorite moment okay well now I'm very curious (laughs) Uh, alright so that'll bring us to our last book for the week and that is Blue Beetle number three and this is brought to us from Josh Trujillo, writing with art from Adrienne Gutierrez, uh, colors from Will Quintana, and letters from Lucas Catone, uh, Sir Catone, um, and a beautiful cover from Gutierrez and Luis Guerrero. Really, really nice cover, I thought, with uh, the um, fighting game style. It was really cool. God, I, 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 could, I could look at it over and over again. Uh, right, so um, after the events of last issue, where the Blood Scarab attacked the, um, I don't remember the name of the aliens tribe, uh, <laughs> that the little base there, and injured Ted, um, finding out that Kajida interacts with the symbol left behind by Blood Scarab and realizes magic. So Jaime calls on his ex girlfriend. Uh, Tracy 13 uh, she hangs up on him and then teleports to him directly saying we gotta make this quick uh, I'm in the middle of a shift where she's working at the Oblivion Bar she takes him straight there because uh, he's looking for information on the symbol uh, and she takes him to Madame Xanadu because if anybody can help him it's her uh, meanwhile back at the alien compound Starfire has arrived a little bit too late after all the destruction that has been wrought. Uh, talks with uh, Roma, who I, I forget her here. Is that Natita? I forget which one's which now. But one one of the people. I think that's Natita. Yeah, well, yeah. I can't remember right now. Yeah, man. can't remember which one's which right now. Um, yeah. So talks with uh, with Roma, uh, try to buck her up a bit because she's feeling down after letting everyone down and, and not being able to protect. Uh, but that is when Victoria Court arrives um, complete with uh, Brenda by her side being uh, her new assistant uh, and promises more protection and more security and surveillance for the aliens. Uh, but the alien leader uh, denies it. Uh, re- um, well, not uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Rejects it. I was going to say regrets it. Not they reject it. <laughs> uh, as Victoria says, well, how's that going for you if you don't want it uh, and you have your own champions? Um, 
All right, then Jamara goes up to Brenda uh, to ask what the hell's going on. Uh, and Brenda reveals like she's just doing this um, to kind of figure out what's going on and, and try and help Jaime, but don't tell him yet because I haven't had the chance to. Um, whole big question of trust over there. Uh, that's going to be a, a a factor going forward, I imagine. So back at the Bolivian bar, uh, Jaime that. is having his fortune told by Madame Xanadu. Um, and uh, Xanadu reveals that Jaime is going to be in a great conflict with the Blood Scarab. And the Blood Scarab is uh, almost a duplicate version of him, almost a mirror, but darker and more deadly. Also someone from Kajida's past. Uh, so there is some connection there. Uh, and he, if he's going to win the day, he will need to suffer great loss. Uh, so that is when Jaime begins to remember stuff from his own past with uh, Dan Garretts. Uh, Dan uh, was had found Kajida in a pharaoh's tomb, uh, but couldn't remember the name. As Kajida remembers the name, uh, F, uh, no, Ka F. Ray. It's really hard to read some of the font on Kajida sometimes. It like, is. Ka, Ka F. Ray. Um, is the pharaoh that once held uh, Kajida for a while and uh, was also a powerful blood sorcerer uh, who reigned over his kingdom millennia ago, according to Kajida. Uh, Madame Sanadu knows Kaafre very well and, and describes him as a tyrant. Uh, but Tracy, 13, and Jaime head out to Egypt uh, to uncover the tomb. And Tracy does just that using her abilities. Uh, she moves some sand away and uncovers the tomb of, of Kafre. Uh, they head inside, uh, try and figure out some, some stuff going on. The tomb seals up, and inside is actually the Blood Scarab. Uh, so Jaime gets ready to fight with his legato form, uh, which very fucking cool uh, still. And, and they do get Always. Out. Yeah. Uh, Tracy 13 tries to get involved, but she's no match for the Blood Scarab, and uh, that is when Jaime gets him almost dead to rights with a laser pointed right at the dude's face. Um, Tracy is begging Jaime to do it, but he pauses because he, he's, he's not a murderer. Uh, it's just not who he is. Uh, the tomb begins to fall apart, and that's when Tracy screams out, this isn't worth dying for, and teleports the two of them away, far, far away to a city somewhere. Um, and that is when Tracy confronts him. Uh, it's like, why didn't she take the shot? Uh, luckily, you, you could have ended it there, but you weren't thinking. Uh, or What were you thinking? And Jaime says he wasn't. Uh, and, and that's when Tracy says, look, if you're going to do this, you have to be willing to make the hard shots. Uh, how far are you willing to go to protect the people you care about? And uh, oddly enough, next issue, date night. So <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on there. Um, don't even get me started. Loving the art, loving the story. Uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. This is as close as DC will ever get to a Sentai book. And I'm so for it. I'm so <laughs> about it. I love it. Especially with, and I was talking to my buddy about this last week. Uh, Power Rangers had a, a big resurgence in popularity recently. Not only from yeah. the comics from Boom Studios, but also Netflix uh, running uh, Power Rangers Cosmic Fury for 10 episodes. 
pretty much ending the entire run that has happened for Power Rangers since 1993. And now they're rebooting the series. So it's it's a huge time for Power Rangers popularity. Wow. If there's ever a time for DC to get in, in the game, it's now, and they're doing it really well. Uh, between this, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comics, and Radiant Black, there's no shortage of Sentai series in, in comics. Um, I hear that Radiant, there's Radiant Black, Radiant Red, and Radiant Pink, right? Yes, yes. And I, I hear that those are all pretty good. Yeah. I, I still have to go deep into all of them. I, I'm also hearing that they're pretty good, but it is also like a Sentai series. Um, so it's it's definitely Do they all... Out. Do they all interweave with one another? I believe so. Sweet. Yeah. And and the the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic right now, I, I will say, like, it is fan-fucking-tastic. Even if you're not a Power Rangers fan, like a long-time Power Rangers fan, it's, yeah. it's a great book to pick up and just get the lore. Because they go deep in the lore on this book. Um, and if you are a fan, you're going to enjoy it even more with all the stuff that's going on. It is so different from the show now, but also picks up many cues from the show and the original story that you'll know that you'll just you're just going to enjoy it. And and this is no different. Like it's it's fantastic. It's interesting, and I can almost guarantee you by the end of the story, Blood Scarab is going to be on the team because that's how this goes in Sentai stories. You have the evil extra ranger, and then they turn him around at the end. And then he joins the team against the grander villain. <laughs> this is is how it always goes. Uh, and Blood Scarab will be no different, I imagine. At least I hope, because it'd be really fucking cool to see. Right. Um, not enough praise for the art. Realistically, it's fantastic. The story's interesting. Honestly, I'm loving this book so much. Nine out of ten. I can't. Ooh. I can't deny it. Like it's. I. It's so fucking good. <laughs> um. Uh, well, I first off, Jaime's running with the scarab. The blood scarab went better than I thought it would. Yeah. Um, a little faster than I thought it would too. Although it seems like this is going to push uh, Jaime to re-examine his moral code and maybe break it. Um, I feel like it's an interesting story that. Gets to be interrupted by yet another date night issue. This is like the third series in the past year that's done this. <laughs> Four, maybe, if we're counting Robin. Uh, but okay, um, bringing magic into this, that is cool as shit. Yeah. Uh, bringing magic into Blue Beetle. Having Tracy 13, cool as shit. Um, the obvious... Uh, um, intentional mentioning about how they've both moved on grown up and matured that's cool as shit um all of this it brings in a bunch of interesting little pieces of story that um hopefully will work out wonderfully uh they are setting blue beetle up to be awesome as long as they don't fuck this up blue beetle could have an ongoing for a while um and maybe, maybe even get another movie. That would be sweet. I'm. This is a seriously solid effort in this book. Um, I'm super happy with it. I gave it an eight point seven five out of ten. Right on. 
I'm happy you like it because I know how much you like Jaime Reyes and the oh, wheel. God, yes, I would have yeah. been. <laughs> it's it's a solid win for Blue Beetle fans. I, I and, and Sentai fans. Like, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's really well done. All right, so that is our books for the week. That's the wrong tab I wanted to open. Uh, and now we're going to get into our top three, basically the three books we just said in uh, order moments. Um, <laughs> Yeah, what do you got, Josh? Uh, for uh, third place, Poison Ivy. Probably the lesser of the efforts on all fronts um, in, in, uh, in this entire Poison Ivy series. But it's still pretty damn good. Um, second place goes to Batman. And first place by far goes to Blue Beetle. My favorite moment is... Uh, and and I, I was gonna say at the the last page of Blue Beetle that big ass picture of Jaime, but instead I'm choosing when Harley is about to call Wonder Woman a giant bitch, gets corrected by Barda and then changes it to bisex bisexual icon. <laughs> now I, I I wanna I wanna just bring that up for a second because I I read it the exact same way you did. I thought uh, she was calling wonder woman that and then i got talked to by somebody so i had to like go back and like read that page again and uh -huh. then i realized she she was calling barter that i didn't catch it the first time it wasn't until i like i went through it the second time she was pointing to barter when she said this big bit yeah and then like i thought for sure she was talking about wonder woman but she's actually apparently she's talking about barter which oh, well. i didn't i I didn't know Barda was bisexual, but that's fucking cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess grammatically, you're right. I just said, yep, I went back and reread it, too. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I had the exact I mean, they're same. both bisexual I mean, icons. So. They are. Well, I mean, Wonder Woman definitely is. I just didn't know Barda was, which I'm all for. That's We, we need more, like, muscly oh, Barda's. Women. Bart has uh, um, been that way for a while, if I'm not mistaken. Fair enough. Uh, if if there's two things that bisexuals love when it comes to body types, it's mostly women and fat boys. <laughs> yeah, we we like it opposite. <laughs> um, right, so. Uh, my top three very similar. Um, I think I'll, I'll uh, I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble pointing to the third, like actually picking a third. But I think I will. I'm gonna say Shazam number five, uh, just narrowly beating out Batman one thirty nine, uh, with Poison Ivy number sixteen at number two, and Blue Beetle number three also at number one. My favorite moment out of that issue uh, is. When Jaime shouts out "Legato form, activate him!" Thinking, "Yes, battleizer mode." Uh, <laughs> Billy. <laughs> oh, Billy. Billy Cranston. Yeah, so I was, I was like, I had a big smile on my face when I read that. Like, "Legato form, activate it!" Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was freaking awesome. Yeah, so that, that was that. Uh and yeah, so that's that's also a hint for what you're gonna get on the bonus show. 
<laughs> yeah. We're going to be talking about Poison Ivy, Batman, and one other book. And if you're paying attention to the week's releases, you know what that is. Uh, Indeed, it, you should. It is not a book we've talked about for all like every other issue, but it's the final issue, and it's very interesting. It has to do with other stories we've talked about recently, so we're adding it in for the bonus show. Be sure to check it out. I'm sure we will have a lot to talk about it. Um, Indeed. Yeah, so be sure to get in our Discord to get a look-see at that bonus episode. Um, yeah, it's two ninety nine a month, and and I fuck, I'm vamping now. I don't got anything else to say. No, <laughs> that's me, it, man. Josh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Thanks, everyone. We will be back next week covering all of DC's weekly releases. Same bat time, same bat channel. So uh, I guess that's the show. We're getting out of here, so you'll have to as well. Be careful out there, and remember in the Geek Matrix, everyone has a home in the Geek Matrix. You are not alone.